Hey guys, producer Ryan here. Happy to give you this special bonus episode of Put Your Hands Together, recorded on January 23rd as part of San Francisco's Sketchfest. There was a little problem with the audio, so the first couple minutes are cut off, but please enjoy. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. No, I, yes, I mean, this, yes, right. No, yeah. No, I don't, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Somebody brush my teeth. Wait, you have to go behind here. And then I'll knock. And then you let me in. Hello? Do it. Yeah, I don't know. I forget what he says. He has a mustache. What what we're great at is the general references. Kind of referencing. We don't remember the names of the guys or anything anybody says. But we're like, I'm pretty sure... In that, remember how in that movie they're all the ones guys behind the curtain. He's like, "Hello," and then his face is a void. That's the guy. I'm the wizard of this. I believe he says. <laughs> yeah. What if you couldn't That's remember? That's a Oz. horse of a something or else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, if you couldn't remember Oz. If you couldn't remember Oz, the wizard of what? What's now? he? He's the wizard of something. God, Pinball. Just like on the tip. What of is my... he the wizard of? Is it the zoo? What is it now? Wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> You've been there. I have been there. I've been yeah. to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty fresh. Um, it's all right. 99% fresh? Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, like Gordon <laughs> Ramsay would say. Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Fresh. Local. We really like Gordon Ramsay. He's <laughs> kind of my therapist. Fresh. Um, he always wants it to be fresh. He's it's one, just not right. He's one step away from... Who is the that wrestler? That guy who did that from wrestling? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I smell what you're cooking. <laughs> I get it. Oh no. Um, what were I saying? Gordon Ramsay, it's fresh. Before yeah, you were that, about oh, Harry the Potter. Wizarding World. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was a small problem when I went because sure. I went with my ex. <laughs> Boo. No, she was cool. Gross. I liked. Oh, Rhea's my fiance. Oh yeah, we're fiancés. <laughs> and I'm the fiance of Rhea, and we are the fiance of each other. Hey, I wonder if there's somebody at the back that could close that little um, curtain for us if that closes, because I feel like that would be a more enjoyable experience for everybody in here. But if it doesn't close, then, like, look at that. Oh, See? Perfect. We did it. Because um, <laughs> now it's kind of dark, and I like that about you guys. Um, very intimate in here. Uh, yeah, we went to the wizard. I went to the Wizarding World. Uh, with her family for a family reunion and her little teeny cousin wanted to go through the park uh-huh. and so we started we went on the spider-man ride but i don't know the last time you guys went on a theme park ride but they used to be like outside and do things um <laughs> but now they're all they like used to be fun <laughs> yeah and now they're all like in individual houses like a it's like a warehouse and in the middle of that and then there's more houses inside a of a ride, oh, okay. and the ride is all just 3D screens, and then it just shakes you around. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, well, they because they used to, they had one simulator that's like the Star Wars simulator at Disney World and Land. If you guys have been to that, do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like we're in an asteroid <laughs> shower. <laughs> But it's old, so it just goes like, and then you're like, and then they're like, that was the height of technology. <laughs> but now they have all this new shit, but it's all this like 3D <laughs> stuff, 
and you go on like this little teeny twirly ride. Like the ride's probably the size of this, but you're constantly just like turning around real fast. <laughs> and then like Dr. Octopus is like, <laughs> but then it like just spin, it just goes like, and then you shake a bunch and I get super motion sick. So there was like a child with me, a little five-year-old child, sure. and she was grabbing onto me. She was scared of Dr. Octopus, but I was going to vomit into her open mouth. <laughs> Like a baby bird. I kept being like, please shut it. Please shut it. And then that's the worst thing to say to a kid that's scared. Shut, shut it. it. Shut it. Please shut it. <laughs> but I was just going to vomit so much. I was so sick. I was motion sick for like the whole rest of the day. And then when we went to Wizarding World, I was just like, ah, butterbeer. I've seen it. Like I just didn't care because I was so just sick. didn't care anymore. Yeah, you can go in Hogwarts and stuff, but I didn't go in there. I was like, blah, 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 blah. You know, I I'm said, sick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which also, by the way, if you guys can't tell, I'm sick. Yeah, so. is under the weather. Yeah. What a bummer. How are you feeling? Oh, you know, I feel like I'm hallucinating all the time. It's taking a lot of day cool. Well, tell me this. When you look at me, am I beautiful? A hundred percent. Then you're not that sick. Am I right? <laughs> Seeing things clearly. <laughs> yeah, you're sick. I gave it to you. You did. And I, I think I gave it to you when, before you gave yep, it to me. That's so how it was. Keeping it in the family. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what lesbian sex is. It's just giving each other the flu. It's just, the, it's just we call it giving the flu. Giving the flu. We call it the old flu shot. <laughs> but it's the flu shot that gives you the flu. Right. It's the worst flu shot. We take and receive. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We do oh. take and receive. <laughs> Again, I'm very sick. <laughs> but, I, but you did accurately describe all sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you know, take, and take and receive. <laughs> but we didn't, speaking of sex, we did watch. Who gives? We, what? The Lord gives yeah. and the lesbians take and receive. <laughs> Duh. That's so funny. That's how that works. So weird you had to ask. Because we just have two indoors. <laughs> right. It's push only, you know? Sure, yeah. It's like garages with no doors. That makes no sense. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're not feeling Two so indoors? Well. Yeah, it's two indoors. Got to it outside, just like the rides at Harry Potter's Wizarding World. Um, cool, well, <laughs> I'm sorry you're sick. Thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, I also, I think this is, I'm sorry you're sick because I think this is the time that I don't hate San Francisco. This trip. This trip. I understand who I'm talking to, a room full of people that probably live in San Francisco. <laughs> but I just have been to your city a bunch of times, but I'm always here for like, because we live in L.A., so it's just an hour Boo. plane ride. Yeah, you're right. Really Nobody expecting you guys to be like, just all leave. Sellouts or whatever you say. <laughs> Up here, but I get it. You're saving all your shit for Oakland, am I right? <laughs> Fuck Oakland. No, Oakland's cool. You guys are stupid. <laughs> Oakland's cool. Um, no, but we always like just because it's so close. We always kind of like fly in right before the show. Yeah, like first class. And yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a charter jet, so we just fly it's like right jet. to the venue. <laughs> so it's just like hard to see the city because we just land our helicopter in our bed <laughs> of our hotel. It's a helicopter, and then we, and the, 
bummer is then the helicopter has to sleep with us. Yeah. Right between us. We're co-sleeping. With our copter. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> no, so we fly up and we fly back. So I feel like yeah. I haven't seen a lot of San Francisco, and the stuff that I have seen is all like, like, this is a weird... You know what I mean? If you walked around here, <laughs> you'd be like, this city is dying. What's happening? <laughs> people say such great things, but there's no people, and... One McDonald's. <laughs> or like last year, we I did some shows at the Punchline, so we stayed kind of over there, and then that's like the financial district, and then we were staying there like during the weekend. So that's also, I mean, if you're if you're like in any city's financial district during the weekend, you're like, oh man, what happened here? Just like you're tumbleweeds. Like, of yeah, cash. exactly. You're like, which of these tall buildings is Brad Pitt <laughs> waiting on top of to get pulled out of here? <laughs> Very specific World War so Z reference. <laughs> also involves a helicopter. Yeah, bringing it back around yep. again. I thought those piled zombies didn't look that bad. They didn't look so bad. You guys were too tough on them. Just weird to see zombies run. I gotta say. I liked it because they weren't so gross. Oh. Because I don't like uh, horror movies, as you know, because you live with me. Um, <laughs> Hates them. Uh, no, I don't like... I can't watch anything scary. I can't even watch... One time... I was at a movie with my friend. <laughs> I just laughed thinking about myself. <laughs> One time I was at a movie with my friend and we were going to see like some thing that was not just like a like a like a real punch em in the face movie which I love. And then because it was like a rated R movie then they sneak in those scary trailers and I first of all I will probably crash my car one day driving past a <laughs> billboard that I don't want to see. Yeah. Just like I don't want to let him in, you know. <laughs> Eyeball, and no! then I just turn it, yeah, gross eyeball with a worm coming yeah, out, a worm or, or like a wolf head mask, and he's like, and I'm hand. at the door. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> the purge almost purged me. Can't look at those scary things, but then I also can't. So I was sitting there yeah. eating my. I had a big, enormous bucket of popcorn, not the bag, firm bucket. Bucket. Had a handle. Yeah. It was, yeah, it had a handle. I was, and, and I was drinking it like a mug. On the side yeah. Of it. yeah, it had a cup <laughs> holder. A cup. But you know what was in there? Cup of popcorn. Cup of popcorn. I call that a sidecar. <laughs> what else in, are you going to wash down a bucket of popcorn with yeah. but a cup of popcorn? A little bit butterier on the sidecar. That's why it washes it. Wash it on down. Extra coating of butter. Pour a little salt on your hand, yeah. like it, and then just shoot cup it. That's right. Inside the cup is a shooter, like an Irish car bomb, which is yeah. a very offensive name. offensive name for a Terrible. drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at the movies <laughs> with my friend, and like a you know, because the mo- you can the music first sure is like you know like. You know, like when it gets all scary and right. is soft or whatever, it's twinkly. You know, if it's, you're just like, if you're like, oh, a baby doll is going to come on screen any minute, like that kind of twinkle music. And then, uh, then it said like, from the creators of, and I went, ah, and I threw my popcorn in the air. <laughs> just at the font. My friend was like, and then I, my friend was like, did that? Wait, what just scared you? And I was like, you know 
that trippy fun spot to show you some bad shit. <laughs> From the careers of Saul or something similar, I am sure I don't even want to know. <laughs> but I can't see that stuff, but I do look up the film stills. Yeah, you read the whole Wikipedia entry. I do. And then I wake up in the morning because I can't, because I'm so fascinated by it, but I think part of the fast, it's like, you know, it's like a stove you can't touch. Like, I can't watch it, but I want to know everything about it. But you'll read it. about the stove. Yeah, so I stay up all night. Yeah. <laughs> read the instruction book. It's like a stove you stove. can't touch where you just read a lot about <laughs> stoves. You're like, I'm so cold and hungry. I wish I had a device to use to cook this. And that's the plot of Wild, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> it's about a stove. <laughs> it is a part of it, yeah. So then I wake we up, we up in the morning. I'm like, okay. Did you know about the reverse bear trap? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Oh, did you guys not know that's one of the traps in Saw? It's where your head is in a machine and you got to get out of it. Or reverse bear trap. <laughs> yep. You guys want to know some of the other stuff that happens in Saw? Yes, yeah, like razor blade coming at your everything. There's a lot of different razor blade scenarios. You gotta chop your wrists off and then get the key. You know? The one I remember is the key behind the eyeball. Gotta poke your eyeball like out a, with a friend. With like a rusty na- Oh, yeah. Your friend's there you and you're like, your you gotta poke this out. <laughs> Terrible drinking game. <laughs> that is the worst drinking <laughs> game. <laughs> oh. This has been great. It's been... Fantastic. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Oh, so San Francisco, so I don't hate it this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because I went for a walk time. today. Yeah. And yesterday we ate Korean food in Japantown. <laughs> which is very uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> but we ate Korean food. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, turns out I like kimchi. Kimchi doesn't so much like me. Yeah, that's the worst thing to eat right before you got to go to a show where the bathrooms are not that private. <laughs> <laughs> so this poop talk. We're just talking about eating tons of kimchi <laughs> and then just going to a show. Razor blades? Yeah. yeah. It actually is one of the <laughs> Just eating a bowl of saw. kimchi. <laughs> you got to eat all this kimchi and then get right on stage. <laughs> but the guy that's telling you that is on a tricycle. Right. <laughs> Tricycle's made of kimchi. <laughs> it's a kimchi tire. Um so yeah, we did that yesterday. But no, yeah. but I walked around today and I went to several boulangeries. Oh. There were a couple of Oh, did you guys not know I speak French? <laughs> Enchanté. Yes. That's, that's four years of high school French. And that's what that'll get you. You can pronounce where you can get bread. <laughs> I took Spanish for twelve years. What do you got? Uh the plot to Selena. <laughs> it's the only thing I know. <laughs> well, that launched a couple careers, you know? <laughs> it sure did. You guys are so... Are you ready for a great show? We'll be back throughout the show, but man, have we been great so far. Yeah. Now, this first comic, former San Francisco local, just moved to L.A. about six months ago, but you guys are very lucky to have him back in town tonight. It's actually his first time on Put Your Hands Together. Yeah, it is. And so when somebody's first time on the show, we go, actually, no, I guess there's one repeat, repeat on this, but it's a lot of new faces to the show, so that's yeah. great. Um, faces and voices, because this is also a podcast. 
besides just being this. So you can listen to that <laughs> at home. Um, but this gentleman right now, let's hear it right now for Casey Lai. Give it up for Casey. Come on. Thank you. Keep it going for your host. They are doing great so far. Nice to be home in this live diorama box here. This is the green mile, I think. This is the, the extent that I would do. This is the achievement that I could achieve with a diorama box in high school. I'd be like, it's a green mile. Don't you get it? Give me a B minus at least. Nice to be back here in San Francisco. What a nice place. I did move down to Los Angeles. <laughs> Thanks. I was waiting for when you were going to boo and hiss the person who couldn't afford to live in your city anymore. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, asshole. Yeah, you're none of your apps sold. Ah, what a dick. What a stupid dick. You didn't, no one bought the nap app, you dick. It was an app that fucking blocked your alarm so you could take longer naps, you know? No one wanted it. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you apps and your money. I don't need your money apps. I got comedy money now. Uh, you laugh because you know. Uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, having comedy money also means I just got my uh, first job in retail ever. Yeah, big year. Big year. This year, I moved down to Los Angeles, turned 31, got my first job in retail because I'm regressing as a human being. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me what retail was like? You knew. You knew, but you were like, no, man, you're perfect for it. You're going to be perfect for it. You're gay. You're a gay homosexual. You're going to be perfect for retail. You're literally made for it. And I'm like, no, I'm not that kind of gay, you know? I'm not the kind of gay who'd be like, oh, yeah, that would pair great with a cardigan and then, like, a beanie, maybe, and you got yourself an outfit. That's not me. I'm the kind of gay who's been elbow-deep in a stranger after knowing him for 20 minutes, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not your gay best friend. I'm your gay worst nightmare. <laughs> so I was working in retail, and I was like, this is ruining my brand. So I quit. I also quit my first job in retail this year. I knew I was going to quit at the team-building bonfire that we had. Do you guys have those? Do you guys have those in your tech jobs? Do you do that? Team-building? No, you guys have fucking, like, wine happy hours with tapas, not fucking <laughs> bonfires with dominoes and s'mores. Here, this is my impression of a 31-year-old man questioning all of his life decisions at a team-building bonfire. Hey, Casey, you want a s'more? No! No, I don't want a s'more! I want a time machine so I can go back to college and work harder. That's what I want. <laughs> Fuck you and your s'mores. We were all sharing our stories. We were sharing our stories. Mine was uh, considerably longer than all the children's. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, I uh, graduated from college, started working in political campaigns, moved to San Francisco, uh, started doing comedy. The nap app didn't sell, so I uh, moved to Los Angeles, and here I am. And one girl was like, oh, so wait, so... Uh, you used to work in political campaigns, and then you did comedy, and now you're working in retail? And I was like, um, yeah, when you put it that way, I might as well just fucking kill myself. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Fucking do it right here at the team-building bonfire. <laughs> there's no I in team, but there's two in suicide, you know what I mean? <laughs> one for my body and one for my ego, and they're both going up in flames tonight, babies! Uh, 
And I'd have done it too. I would have walked in that fucking bonfire, but I didn't want the last thing that I ever heard to be, oh my God, that old guy just lit himself on fire. <laughs> Snapchat it. Snapchat it. Snapchat it. Before his skin falls off, Snapchat it. Should we call 911? No, text them. I have unlimited texting. I'm on my parents' plan. Text that. I used to feel cool living in San Francisco. This is something that, I've, that I hate about Los Angeles. I don't feel cool there anymore. I was cool here. I was. I was. Like, I, I was friends with DJs, and I went to Burning Man, and I did designer drugs, you know? But down there, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're both DJs, and we're twins. And, like, we went to Burning Man. We used to, like, for years. We actually brought Rosario for her first time. Uh, yeah, that was the year she made out with Leo at Robot Hot or Dawn. It was fucking amazing. But it's too much now. It's too big. We only go to Africa Burn now. Do you know that? <laughs> it's in South Africa. It's, like, nine hours outside of Cape Town. It's amazing. It's impossible to get there. We rented camels. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and we design our own drugs. And they're like, Fuck! <laughs> Like, fuck, you're so cool. You're so cool. I want to be like you. My boyfriend lives here, too, um, which is another reason why I miss San Francisco. He's great. Uh, he actually came down to visit me recently, um, and he brought, like, uh, I don't know if you know this, like a CVS brand um, generic, like, lube to fuck me with. You know, like, uh, <laughs> real cheap, thick lube. Um, and I was like, honey... Is that what my butthole is worth to you? <laughs> Fucking six bucks, really? <laughs> Babe, you think that we haven't seen each other for a month? I'm so horny, you can just come down here with an erection and rubber cement and we can just hobby lobby our way to a good time? <laughs> baby? You know, baby, like, lube is supposed to enhance our sexual experience, not make me question our entire relationship. So, <laughs> how about you take the chunky lube and go fuck yourself, okay? He hates that joke. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, we were talking recently about having kids, too. Uh, trying to make some, too, but nothing seems to stick. Boom. Uh, and we decided that we want kids. We definitely both want kids. But there's a problem. And the problem is that both of us have also expressed a desire in being the stay-at-home dad. And we can't really do that, you know? We can't. Not two gay guys. We can't be two gay stay-at-home dads, you know? Like, the country's just becoming okay with gay marriage. We're just getting there. I don't think it's ready yet for two gay welfare dads <laughs> who just keep adopting black babies and then expecting the government to take care of them. You know, like, we're not there yet, you know? And then Republicans will be like, oh, welfare queens 2.0. <laughs> and we just can't do that to the movement, you know? And I get, we get asked this a lot. All gay men get asked this. They go, oh, do you guys want to have kids? Are you going to have kids? Uh, and what do you say yes? And then they're like, oh, well, are you going to adopt? Are you going to have your own? And the answer for me is very simple. Uh, adoption. You know? And I don't understand the gay guys who are like, oh, no, we, we're going to have our own kids because I, I think it's important that we carry on our family lineage. And it's like, why? You know? That's what straight brothers are for. And also, what's so special about your family lineage that it means it gets to continuously overpopulate the world? You know, like, what, what, what are you, a, are you a gay Kennedy? Like, what's, what's up with you? And I was reading, I was looking up into this. It, you know what, it cost $100,000 for gay men to have a kid. You know, because they got all, like, the lab work with the sperm and all that stuff. And then you got you to get a, a donor egg, and then you got to pay someone, a surrogate, to have the baby. And all that goes on, $100,000. 
And I'm just, I just imagine like these orphans just being like, hey, 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 you can get me for like 800 bucks. And I've got all my fingers and all my toes, and I can do this. I can do that. Fuck you. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. And you're going to take your chances on something better with your gay sperm and that stranger's egg? What's wrong with you? Lesbians should have babies. Lesbians should definitely have babies. I, like, you have the parts. It's easy. I, like, I, I don't know if it's easy, but that's a man saying it's easy. <laughs> Fucking have that baby. Uh, seems lickety split. Um, but I just, like, lesbians are crushing it. You know, and you're going to raise better kids because they're just, be- I'm sorry, gay men, they're just better than us, okay? You know, they are. And they're going to be raising, like, these armies of, like, socially conscious and gender-neutral kids, you know? <laughs> And gay men, we should just stick to what we know best and love best, glory holes. You know, like, uh, (laughs) getting our dicks up to glory holes. You guys know what glory holes are? How much has San Francisco changed? Do you know what glory holes are? It's a little hole in the wall. You put your dick through it and get your dick sucked, right? Um, Glory holes prove to me that gay men are the most courageous people in the entire world. Because we will literally put our dicks through a random hole in a wall somewhere. (laughs) And hope. Just fucking hope. Just fucking hope. That on the other side of that wall, there's a mouth waiting to suck it. But it might not be a mouth, right? It could be scissors. (laughs) Or just like a hand waiting to punch it. Be like, BOOM! See, I told you gay sex was dangerous. And I'm like, Mom, is that you, Mom? Get out of that glory hole, Mom. You're creeping everyone out. My mom always worries that I'm going to talk about her on stage. And I'm like, "Mm, not in the way that you think. Uh, I'm going to put you in a glory hole punching dicks. So you can relax about that time you came out to me as a lesbian to show me how it feels, you know? All right, thank you guys. My name is Casey Lai. Have a great show. That's Casey Lai. He's your boy. You made that guy. That was great. That was amazing. Oh. Casey's right, though. Our dri- uh, the, the, the people that volunteer to drive around, drive us around, are awesome. And I think our driver's here. So you, you should cl- uh, pl- clap it up for everybody that drives all the performers around for Sketchfest. That's very cool of them in their own cars and everything. But the, uh, last night, the, our driver was like, yeah, I just moved to New York cause just because it, it's so, just because, you know, t- to get away from how expensive it is in San Francisco. And I, I understand that you know how expensive it is to live here. But just so you know, nobody has ever said uh, this sentence, I just moved to New York City. Because it is cheap. <laughs> so that's the level. That's how good you guys are doing. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, maybe I'll move to Manhattan. <laughs> if I ever lose my job. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. <laughs> In case he was talking about lesbians having babies. And I will be real with you guys. I've had some new, some weird recent changes in my life. 
I don't know if it's because I'm engaged or if it's the age that I am. I'm in my early 30s. I know I look like I'm 15, but I'm a lesbian. I'm looking like I'm a 15-year-old boy forever. It's part of the deal. About six months ago, something started to happen to me. Every night at 11 p.m., if I am still awake, <laughs> I find that I want to have a baby. <laughs> and I know he was just joking around about this, but this is some new shit for me. Like, I don't think you understand how new this is. What would I wear? They don't even make maternity vests. <laughs> this is some new shit. <laughs> All my life, I've just thought, like, babies, when they come out, they've got head hair and teeth and fingernails. And that is disgusting. Because that means right before they were born, in there, you had head hair inside your tummy? Come on. No way. When I imagine birth, I just imagine like a little baby sticks one hand out of my vagina and then it just unzips me. <laughs> scares the shit out of me. I don't understand what my body's doing. My body just woke up and there it was just like, I want to build something! <laughs> I keep buying Lego sets, see if that helps. Now my apartment is full of ships. <laughs> but it would be cool... In some ways, if I got to have a baby, I don't think I will. I've always thought I would buy or steal kids. That's how I would parent. Probably that'll still happen. But let's just say I do. Let's just follow that. Let's just say in some crazy world. With what also? Like he said, it's so easy. But where you guys realize we're missing some very important raw materials. You guys, if you're straight out there. And by the way, I'm sure there are some straight people here. I'm an advocate. I'm on your, actually, this is more my gesture than yours. Um, but I'm on your side. But I don't understand how you get to make free babies. Have you ever thought about how crazy that is? Your parts, they go together, and then the, you make a free baby? For free? That's crazy. Your, your erogenous zones click together. That's nuts, too. Like, a, like, you know, just to bring it back to Lego, they kind of snap in. You know, just like a pe just snap, you know? Actually, maybe I don't understand heterosexual sex. Because there's a chance snap could be the worst thing you could hear. Now that I think about it. But I think it would be, here's the thing. If I did have a baby, there'd be an upside to that. And that upside is that for once in my goddamn life, my period would not be completely fucking useless. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a female comic. And I'm on stage, and I'm about to talk about my period. And there's some guys out there like, oh, how hack. How ridiculous. How disgusting. I'm sorry that I'm not going to use a microphone for a dick. If you're a guy out there and you and I said period and you were like, oh, come on, that's disgusting. If you think periods are disgusting, well, then I don't believe that you've ever had an honest conversation with a woman. Because <laughs> if you think periods are disgusting, then you have no idea how disgusting periods actually are. 
If you can say the word period without a little vomit coming up into your throat, then you don't understand how disgusting periods are. I wake up in the night and I am bleeding from my body. My body is bleeding from my body. My body is smashing my body out of my body using my body. My body is wringing itself out like a hotel washcloth that you might use again. And it does not come out in like a clear and pourable substance. Chunks of my body are coming out of my body. Chunks of my body are smashed out of my body like a crime scene. I will reach, sometimes the chunks are so large, the only possible reaction that makes any sense is to reach down, pick it up, and hold it in your hand. Because you can't believe how big it is. You got, you got to feel it like a strawberry. A strawberry, a non-organic grocery store pesticide-ridden strawberry that came out of you. And this is not just happening to us in our homes. This is happening to us on planes. We are on planes and we are running to the bathroom and then whipping out some very dirty piece of cotton and shoving it in the wall. And then taking out another dry and painful piece of cotton, shoving that back in, and walking through a turbulent aisle and sitting in our seats for three and a half more hours. We are going to work and just being like, yeah, I can get that report to you tomorrow. <laughs> if you are a guy and you think the periods are disgusting, you have no idea the shit we're living with. It is my dream to one day get that joke on television. <laughs> Best case scenario, it's my first Tonight Show set. And like some older Midwestern couple, she's just flipping the channels. And the wife stops, she's like, oh, let's see who Jimmy's gonna do karaoke with tonight. And then it's just me like, my body! Just screaming. And at first she's taken aback. Oh boy, this is very raw. But then she listens for a minute. She wakes up her husband. Honey, honey, wake up. Listen, we're from a different time and I couldn't talk about these things for you, but this is some real shit. You wake up and listen. All right, you buddies. Now this next comic, she is here from New York visiting you guys. And you should be very excited to see her. This is also her first time on Put Your Hands Together. So we're gonna go super nuts for her. Are you guys ready? Please put your hands together for Michelle Wolf. Guys, get up for Michelle. disturbing part of Cameron's set, she thinks babies grow in your tummy. 
I would think someone that is a woman who also sleeps with a woman <laughs> have a better knowledge <laughs> of the female anatomy. <laughs> Not actually happening in your stomach. <laughs> that is where food goes. <laughs> and maybe you do want to eat your baby. That's a choice you make. Desperate times call for, I made a mistake, you know? <laughs> Let's cut this baby up and. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna eat a human, it would be a baby. <laughs> that would be the most delicious human. It's like veal. It is, it's exactly what it is. It's just a human version of it. All fatty and the bones aren't even hard. You could probably eat the bones. <laughs> a lot of baby talk, a lot of baby talk. I, uh, I don't have a baby. <laughs> I think it's weird that you can just have a baby. You don't have to take a test or anything. I think you should have, a t have to take a test, and I think the test should be, let me see your iPhone screen. <laughs> oh, it's cracked? <laughs> then no. You can't have a baby. You can't carry a phone. You can't carry a baby. And my phone is not cracked, but the reason why I can't have a baby is because I dropped it in the toilet, and that's the second question. <laughs> babies don't like toilets. <laughs> We've gotten to some gross territory, so why don't I just, I'll just keep going. Recently, the CIA, they released a torture report. Uh, we learned a lot of stuff from it. One, we torture a lot. We do that. Uh, and two, the one thing that all the, like, all the news outlets came out with was that uh, it turns out we, uh, one of the ways we torture prisoners is we rectally feed them. Yeah, I know. Sounds gross, right? But what it is is actually they're pureeing, they would like puree their food and put it up their butt. And in this case, it was like pureed hummus. And they'd put it up the prisoner's butt, right? So I'll give you weirdest. I'll give you weirdest torture on that one, but I won't say worst. <laughs> because given the option between hummus up your butt and getting your fingernails pulled out, we're all choosing hummus. <laughs> There's not a single person in here that's not choosing hummus. Hummus is a soft food. We've all had harder things come out of our butts. And I'm willing to bet we've had harder things go in. And if you haven't, watch out, because a finger's coming soon. <laughs> and at first, at first when I heard about rectal feeding, I was like, I was like, that sounds like a nightmare, because in my mind, I was thinking Trisket. <laughs> We've all seen what those do to the roof of your mouth. But it's hummus. I bet when some prisoners got 
about it, they were like, I sort of like this. And now, on like a holiday or their birthday, their wife has to do it to them. So good, we all agree, rectal feeding, not that bad. Uh, this may be the wrong audience for this joke, but uh, I realized recently that I hate gay men. Hate them. Really hate them. Uh, not any, because anything they do sexually. I hate gay men because they're better at being a woman than I am. Like, I thought, I've never, I've never talked about dick with the passion that a gay man has. Like, I thought I liked dick. And then I heard a gay guy talk about it, and I was like, oh, no, I just think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll put up with it. I think God really messed up. I think he made man, and then I think he made woman, and then I think he made gay man, and he was like, that was the right one. <laughs> yeah, whoopsie. That's an oopsie on my part. <laughs> oh, sorry, like the first time you made cake, it came out perfect. Might as well make lesbians while we're at it. <laughs> you think there's like two people that would get along better would be gay men and lesbians. I really believe that if gay men got all the rights that they wanted and lesbians still didn't have any, they'd be like, ah, tough luck. <laughs> We've got a parade to get to. I gotta get out of this Home Depot. Two <laughs> uh, two uh, two great and very different movies came out this year. Uh, there was Selma, which is uh, the movie about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, marching on Selma. Sure, if you want to clap for it, you can. You didn't march. Uh, <laughs> And then there's also the movie Wild. Or if you did, I really apologize. <laughs> if I just offended some civil rights activist, don't leave. <laughs> I really apologize. In my mind, I was like, none of them are alive. But it wasn't that long ago. I'm just a young idiot. Now, Selma came out, and then another movie, Wild, came out, which is a movie about uh, a lady going on a hike. <laughs> and I think those two movies really point out the different reasons why black people and white people go for walks. <laughs> In Selma, black people are just like, ah, we just want to be equal. And Wild, she's like, I need to find myself. <laughs> See, my mom died, and um, that's a thing that's only ever happened to me. It's unique to me. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna feel what it's like to take three weeks off of work because I can. Mm, and I'm gonna find myself. This backpack is heavy. I'm carrying all my own stuff. Aren't I brave? Mm, I'm so brave. Check out my Instagram. My feet hurt. 
I'm doing this by choice. And Selma, like, we just want rights. And wow, she's like, I just want a latte with almond milk. <laughs> Make it a double, because this backpack is heavy. <laughs> and I know this is all true because um, I've never protested anything, but I've been on a lot of hikes. <laughs> I don't find myself. <laughs> I don't know struggle. Um, I, uh, let's see. I'm a big sports fan. I like sports a lot. A lot of time when I say that, other girls will be like, do you just like, you just say you like sports to attract guys? Which is super ridiculous. To attract guys, I say, I'm not looking for anything serious. <laughs> <laughs> And that works. <laughs> I do. I love sports. I think football is my favorite sport. I would actually say football is America's pastime rather than baseball. Because what's more American than knowing that a sport named football already exists and being like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not football. This is football. <laughs> Your sport's dumb. <laughs> soccer now, sucker. <laughs> I think football is so American, they should have a little football player monopoly piece. You know, that way if you got the go-to-jail card, you could just be like, no, no, I'm the football player. <laughs> I don't have to go to jail. I'm going to collect all the money. <laughs> also, I'm going to rape your plastic house. <laughs> Relax. It's a plastic house in a game that no one finishes playing. He could have gone after the thimble, too. <laughs> and this was supposed to be a great year for football. They drafted the first openly gay player. They cut him, but they drafted him. <laughs> and that's a great step forward for everyone except for young gay boys. Because now their dads, who never tried to play football with them before, <laughs> are going to be like, put on your shoes, we're going to go play catch. No, 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 the gay thing doesn't work anymore. Anyone can do it. Put on your shoes. Not your tap shoes, your other shoes. Stop singing. I don't want to do it, Daddy. Are you doing time steps? Yeah. They're very good. Because, like, the shitty thing about equality is once you start to get there, you realize there's sucky things there, too. You know, like, this poor gay boy, now he's going to have to live out his father's dreams as well as his mother's. <laughs> like, me, as a woman, there are days when I'm on the subway headed to work, the job that I love, but it's crowded, and I'm tired, and I'm standing, and I see some men sitting in front of me, and part of me genuinely wishes we were back in a time when one of those guys would have gotten up and offered to take care of me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but he won't, all because we wanted the right to vote. <laughs> which I don't even do. <laughs> Last time I voted, I was for prom queen. I voted for myself. I didn't win. I was like, I don't understand the point of this. 
This is broken. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. You've been great. I'm Michelle Wall. Guys, give it up for Michelle Wolf one more time. Amazing. Hey, we're two comics in. We got two comics left. How are you guys doing? Are you doing well? Yeah, you're very lively. I'm proud of you guys. Some of you probably work today. It's 1130. Look at you, San Francisco. You know how to fucking sit in your seats and party. Well, this next gentleman also in from New York. And, uh, hey, that's, that's rad, right? People traveling from all over the world, but specifically two cities now that I've named them. <laughs> really just New York and L.A. I, was, I don't know why I said world. Our final comic is also from L.A. It's really just New York and L.A. Nobody's here from Sydney. Very few people from Shanghai. Man, that New York, though, pretty cheap, right? <laughs> Please put your hands together for Mr. Mark Norman, guys. Give it up for Mark! Hey, everybody. All right. Woo! It's good to be here. Quite a venue, huh? Chandeliers from Krypton. <laughs> That's fun. It's a weird place where this feels like where racism was invented. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's got this old vibe here. I like it. <clears throat> um, yeah, I flew here from New York. Uh, I'm so sick of flying. I wish I could take a train. I like the train. I like an Amtrak. Love the train. Such low self-esteem on a train. You know. No bag check, no security. It's almost like they want a terrorist. Yeah. I'm so sick of flying. Flying is so high maintenance. Flying is like a high maintenance chick. Like, you want to get inside me? You got to hear an hour early, take your shoes off, and do a body scan. You're like, Jesus Christ. Train's like a drunk chick. Like, get a beer, get in here. No security on a train whatsoever. You can walk on a train with three suitcases full of cocaine. Like, hey, see something, say something. Choo choo. <laughs> This is how sad and lonely trains are. Trains don't ask to see your ticket until the train has left the station. You've already started moving, and then they ask. How much of a fuck could they really give? Tickets, please. I don't have one. Well, you got to buy one now. I don't have any money. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Enjoy Oakland. Woo. <clears throat> I was out visiting some family recently. My dad's a mess. My dad's one of these guys. He brings his own whiskey around with him anywhere he goes. You know, he's like, yeah. They don't have the kind of shit I like here. I'm a bit of a snob. I'm like, no, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> That's in a water bottle, and we're at a picnic. <laughs> you're not a snob. I can't bring a prostitute to a bar mitzvah. Like, yeah, I'm kind of pussy I like here, you know? <laughs> a bit of a connoisseur. My whole family's fucked. My, my uncle is actually 30 years sober. Can you believe that? 30 years sober. Yeah, the other night I was like, oh, man, I got so drunk I lost my phone. My uncle's like, oh, yeah, I did that once. I was like, wow, you know how drunk you have to be to lose your phone 30 years ago? <laughs> Holy shit. Are you telling me you got hammered and lost a landline? <laughs> 
I drink too much. I was hungover today. Isn't that amazing? We still can't prevent a hangover. We have all this technology, you know. We can prevent children. We can't prevent a hangover. <laughs> At least some people want kids. I've never woken up like, ooh, I am really hungover, but you know what? I think I want to keep it. go a lot of bars. My friend works at a gay bar, so I'll go there from time to time, get a free drink, maybe a compliment. And uh, my guy friends are blown away by this. They're like, dude, you go to gay bars? That is weird. If some gay guy ever hit on me, I don't know what I would do. How about you just not fuck them? <laughs> Seems pretty easy. Uh, yeah, women have been doing that with me for years. <laughs> I don't know. I just got an email from a gay guy with a crush on me. Gorgeous gay man. Smoking hot. What a bummer I'm not gay. This guy is a 10, all right? A hot gay guy with a crush on you. It's kind of like finding a million pesos. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, man, I can't do much about this now, but if I ever cross that line, I'll be set. <laughs> Homophobia I don't get. Any homophobes here? <laughs> All right, you're at the wrong show. Um, I think homophobia can actually be kind of dangerous. You know, a friend of mine, he's kind of a tough guy. He went skydiving recently. He's like, yeah, I'm not strapping some guy to my back. That's fucking gay. <laughs> yeah, now he's dead. <laughs> there you go. I saw a guy in Central Park recently was ranting about gays adopting kids. What a weird thing to be angry about. I like seeing a gay couple with a kid. You see a gay couple with a kid, you know there's no way that kid was an accident. Right? No gay couple could ever get that fucked up. Like, holy shit, what happened last night? Did we rob an orphanage? Jesus Christ, good Lord. Yeah, give gay couples kids. You know, shouldn't have kids. Poor people. Why is that allowed? That's a terrible idea, right? My parents were poor. I'm a comedian. Red flag. We're so weird about kids in this country. You can have a baby at 14. You've got to be 25 to run a car. 25 and have a credit card. To have a kid, all you need is a boner and a commercial break. That's it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Hey, man, I'm 24. Can I run a car? Now you got to be 25. Yeah, but I have two jobs and three kids. Yeah, but a Kia Sorento, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> Touche, Avis. Yeah. I don't know. How do you hate a whole group? That's what I don't get. Jews, blacks, gays. How do you hate a whole group of people? I don't get that. A whole group. I hate specifics about people. You know, like people who drink Rockstar and believe in ghosts and say, it is what it is. That's who I hate, Yeah. <laughs> How do you hate a whole group? <laughs> but yeah, man, racism, it's a real thing. I was just down in Knoxville, Tennessee. You guys ever been there? Whew. What a shithole. Holy hell. <laughs> they are 30 years behind over there. You ever go to a town so small they're still racist towards certain white people? You know? They're like, hey, watch out over there. That's where the dirty Irish live. I was like, Jesus Christ. You guys haven't made it to black people yet? <laughs> My God, you're missing out on some great material, all right? I live in New York. We're past Arabs. Let's go. Come on. Get with it. But, you know, you can't be racist these days. You know, you lose your job. You get ostracized from society. It's very risky to be racist now. That's why if anyone's ever racist around you nowadays, you know they trust you. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, bittersweet moment. You know, you're on a smoke break with some guys. Like, man, I can't stand Mexicans. You're like, holy shit, you're full of hate. But I didn't know we were so close. <laughs> oh, my God. We should move in together. I mean... I know I was going to clean the place. We'll figure it out. 
And again, these are all jokes. Take it easy. I, uh, I look at racism the same way I look at Nickelback, you know? It's fun to joke about, but uh, you never want to see it live. <laughs> You know what I find fun, uh, funny is uh, a lot of people don't like minorities, yet everybody loves a baby. <laughs> babies have all the same negative stereotypes as minorities. If you hate minorities, you hate babies too. Yeah. Babies are loud in movie theaters. Yeah. They can't swim. They all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> they rarely vote. They smell weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're lazy. They don't work. They come to this country not knowing the language. <laughs> everybody loves a baby. I don't get it. Right? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm getting older. That's my thing. About a year ago, I got paranoid about losing my hair. I started taking Propecia. Could not get an erection. You remember? Yeah, yeah. This girl I was dating at the time was like, hey, you got to get off those pills. I'd rather have a boner than hair, which is nice to hear, but it only makes sense when you're dating somebody. It doesn't work in the beginning. Like, if I was a bald guy, they hit her on a bar, like, hey, going to buy you a drink? She's like, I'm good. I'm like, ah, I have a boner. <laughs> and I prefer that. Cameron was talking about menstruation. Uh, I find menstruation very fascinating. Uh, you ladies, you keep it under wraps. I have so many questions, you know? Menopause I find interesting. Anybody here been through menopause? A couple people, Yeah. My aunt's going through menopause right now. She's bummed out. She's depressed. I thought that would be a good time. Menstruation's over. Years of discomfort over. Come on, you graduated, sister. It's time to move that tampon string to the side. <laughs> right? Why isn't that a party? Where's that Facebook invite, huh? <laughs> hey, Marjorie, stop bleeding every month. All right. Everybody in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that... Oh, got it. All right. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm a newly single guy back on the scene. Yeah. I bumped into a girl in the, in the street recently that I used to, uh, you know. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> she was a fun gal, real tomcat in the sack, real firecracker, but she would always say things in bed that would just kind of backfire. Like, she, remember one time she looked me right in the eye. She goes, around me, I never want to see your dick soft. And I know she was trying to sound hot, but it just came off as terrifying. <laughs> Felt like my dick was in a boxing movie. I was like, come on, buddy, don't go down. Hang in there. You can do it. I got to be honest, ladies. Once she said that I had to end it with her, I had to stop seeing her. Because, ladies, you got to realize, the soft penis, that's who guys really are. Right? That's the real guy deep down. Everybody loves a boner, but that's not the real you. That's the cool guy. That's you at a job interview or a cocktail party. I'm the guy who likes to sit at home on the couch eating potato chips. That's a flaccid penis. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? The boner's amazing. I have way more in common with my soft, wrinkly, disgusting, flaccid penis than I ever will with my erection. My boner's strong, confident, got great posture. I'm nervous, insecure, and squishy. <laughs> Ladies, you can't tell a guy that. Hey, I never want to see you soft. That's like me telling a girl, hey, I never want to see you without makeup. My boner's my mascara. It's all I have. <laughs> That's it. Condoms, though, you got to wear them, right, sir? Yeah, you're wearing one right now. Yeah. 
You know what I don't understand? I don't get condom commercials. It's just people having sex in the commercial. If you're buying condoms, you're already having sex. You want to sell some condoms, have a commercial with a screaming baby and a guy crying in front of WebMD. <laughs> Why don't they do that? You know, that's how you move some rubbers, you know, just a guy pissing fire like, ah, why didn't I wrap it up, Trojan? <laughs> All right, got to wrap this up here. Uh, you guys are cool. Some crowds get so offended so easily, you know, especially with racial stuff. That gets weird. We're all very nervous about looking racist these days. That's a big fear everybody has. I was talking to one guy at my last day job. I was like, hey, man, what's the name of that new guy on the fifth floor, the really tall black guy? This guy goes, whoa, I don't see color. It's like, really? You really just say that? They really just come out of your face? So I looked this guy right in the eye, and I was like, hey, man, it's cool. I'm black. <laughs> and he was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, aha. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. I'm Kevin Hart. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Keep going for Mark one more time. Mark Norman, one more time. Mark Norman. Oh, man. I mean, we're just, like, not even sure what to chat about because we've both been so sick lately. So sick. Like, what? I mean, I miss our, our small dog, and that's a bummer. That is a bummer. I mean, we could talk more about periods. That seems to go pretty well <laughs> so far. I feel like I hit the crescendo on I, that. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, you Where did. everybody, like, I almost felt like the room was going to empty. Right. Like, that joke went so well, people were going to be like, well, let's take my doll and get out move. of here. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you think they should take my doll? I assume I they would know. move to another city. <laughs> We've <laughs> seen everything San Francisco has to offer. Hard to burn down San Francisco. Very wet. Yeah, very wet. That's a sexual <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> yeah, hard to burn down San Francisco. Very wet. <laughs> Sounds so different when I say it with my deep voice. Yeah. Do straight women have a deep voice? <laughs> straight women as a whole, do they have one a deep straight voice. voice together? No, yeah. I mean like, cause like you know, where you when you get serious, if you're sure. a gay woman, you get first of all, I I have a patented move, which yes, is you that, do. I have a patented hit. On, I didn't, hey, anybody need love tips? <laughs> the love <laughs> tips, <laughs> love tips. Another, it's the. That's another word for, you know. Um, Immediately off the rails. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> anybody need love tips? <laughs> then I just pass out Dilda. That's so funny. But they're like the little finger puppet dildos. Oh, you mean like love they're tips. like they're the finger puppet dildos that are like our monsters with squishy eyes? Yeah, like you would get from the dentist's office. Yeah. You know? Like a little dildo out of a treasure chest. Yeah. Oh, I get the dildo. Yeah, the little dildo. Last time I got the parachute guy. Yeah. Last time I got the Chinese dildo trap. That's <laughs> where you put two dildos. Dildos. Then you. Put, a lot of people talk about double ended dildos, but you guys don't know about the t- where you put it. You put them in and then double in. Get them out. Endo. D- double in ended dildos. Endo. Yeah. Double ended dildos are really not a thing. People talk about them like they're a thing. 
Well, I mean, I think men are fascinated. Like, that's the thing. I, I think, like, comics joke about that a lot. Like, as if that that's a... Nobody uses those. That's ridiculous. It always strikes me as a, a very large investment. Physically large? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, monetarily large. Yeah. Physically. Well, how do you store it? How you, big is your you sock drawer? Hang yeah. it up. Where do you put it? You can't just put it under the bed. No. It's dusty down there. <laughs> it is dusty. I mean, you can, but you'll have to boil it. You yeah. Know? Like, constantly. Run Shake it, it the off. the dishwasher. <laughs> it's really hard to get the dust off of this thing. No, they're also ridiculous. Because I guess you could use it as a draft so stopper. many of them are backed. <laughs> Just roll it up to the door. They're ridiculous because so many of them are back to back. That's what's crazy. <laughs> they're not tip to tip. Is well, that what you're saying? They should be the other way. <laughs> I guess my problem is that the balls aren't on the ends. <laughs> no. What I mean is like that middle. they're not shaped in like a V or something. More like ergonomical. Yeah, more ergonomical, like yeah. chairs for the office. Yeah, so it's because it's your usually shaped support. like one long right penis that wasn't attached to anything originally. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I don't understand what scenario the women are supposed to be in. Well, it's Something not just like that. This? It's also like you'd have to be you'd have to be feet to feet, <laughs> and then slowly moving in. <laughs> I have to say, never did I imagine as a child that one day my job would entail talking to my fiancé. When you were a child, you knew what double-ended dildos no. were? You're like, I'm going to be something, but it's not going to be a double-ended dildo talker. Exactly. Never thought that as a We had child. very different childhoods if you knew what that was. Yeah. No, I feel like that's like a college thing where you're like, What? Like you figure out about that the same time frame. Well, I'll tell you the first porn the first porn I ever watched was when I visited my older sister in college and we watched a video that all of her friends had rented that was called Edward <laughs> <laughs> That was called Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have to describe the plot to you. <laughs> But the funny thing about start, I mean, I guess that, I don't know, I think maybe, maybe it's a little different for men. Like, I think if you're a man, you start with, like, Victoria's Secret catalogs, or, like, the JCPenney catalog, or, like, what is it, whatever's Penny. around. I don't know. Sears Roebuck. Yeah, well, know. like, a, I think, like, dudes are like, what? A bathing suit? Like, I think that's yeah. their first thing. And then, like, one friend has a Playboy that belonged to his dad. Right? Am I right, dudes? This is the thing, Right. And then, like, eventually, I mean, I know now there's the internet, so all bets are off. But I'm talking about we're all generally of the same age. We're like, you kind of gradually get into it. But I think especially when we were younger and porn wasn't available on the internet, the stigma for women is, like, it's all just, like, Cosmo sex tips, and that, which are ridiculous. It's all, like, these imaginary positions that you're, like, reading these sex tips where it's just, like, I guess it's all reverse butterfly. <laughs> like, where you just think that's sex, you know? And then... And then, like, one day you watch a porn, and it's, like, women have to watch it with each other by starting with funny porns. Like, dudes can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of into that. But women have to start with, like, ridiculous things. So that's why you start. Your entry-level porn is Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> Where it's like, he's very tortured. He lives in a castle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you won't believe what's wrong with his hands. Watch him deliver this pizza. Yeah. It's a, it was a lot of this motion. I do have one question, though, because yes. I feel like I've gotten all of it. I, I understand this point. That's what she... Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Did he have a wig on? 
Yeah, full makeup. Full makeup. But it wasn't yeah, good like, makeup. I mean, it was definitely like somebody bought that. Just like really light like, concealer. Like, you know, like ghost set from yeah, like a sure. Halloween superstore. Yeah. And then they drew like one slash on his face. And then he just had like a weird, somebody was like, put the wig in the dryer for a while. <laughs> and they put that on his head and then they, and then that was Edward Penis Hands. And I just remember watching with all my sister's friends, just like, I guess this is sex. <laughs> also, like, as a young gay woman, like, the, you know, heterosexual sex seems so, like, like, I didn't know I was gay, but I knew that the stuff that straight people did together was, like, crazy to me. So then you watch Edward Penis Hands, and you're like, no, that does make sense. <laughs> I still think that's what you guys do. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys are born with one, but, like, where do you get all the gloves? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you remember your first porn? Did you watch something? I think it was, I honestly, just run-of-the-mill porn. Oh. Nothing, well, nothing fun or cool. What a letdown. I know. For you at that moment. Did you watch the whole, who were you with? I, don't, I think just like my friends, like guy, because you have a lot of you had a guy friends. Yeah, I had were you with a lot dude of friends, friends or with chick friends? With dude friends. Wow, it and was you guys, definitely weird. And your dude friends, <laughs> like, are you a teenager at this point? No, no, no. I was like twelve. What? <laughs> oh, so you did know about double on the <laughs> Yeah, you were okay. So you're twelve. Yeah. Where did you get the porn? Do you know? Uh, I was in a closet in the. Uh, this is no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like, but this is great. My friend had a stepdad, and the stepdad had a porn problem. It was all over the house. Oh. It was, like, everywhere. We didn't even have to try visible? to find it. We just, Not visible, but, like, we just opened a door, and we were like, oh, that's a lot of porn. I mean, like, the like this much porn. Like, like to the top? Like, to the, from the floor to the top of the ceiling. Oh, my goodness. And then in the bathroom, there was, like, a weird closet for, like, towels and stuff. And if you just put your head in it, there was stacks and stacks and stacks of porn magazines. Tell me if you opened the door, they <laughs> fell on you. <laughs> and then they fell on me in a pile. And yeah. then the last, like, you know how there's always one last thing to fall out? S swishes down, down but dildo. then it opens on your face. <laughs> yeah. It's just a porn. Just, <laughs> and she's centerfolding right on there. Yeah. So you're with dudes. You're yeah. with your dude friends. You're 12. You find the porn stash. Did you immediately start watching it? Or was there, like, a delay? I feel like there was probably a delay. Okay. I feel like you I was worked up to I it. I feel like I was maybe invited after they'd seen it already and maybe worked a few things out. Oh, okay. And then they were like, okay, now let's we get can, real over here to verify we can some safely of safely watch this. <laughs> so you watched it with your with your male friends when you were 12. Yes. What do you, do and you remember? And then I was very confused. Wow. After that about a lot of things. I don't even know. I Wait. was like, I never want to do that. Wow. Also, like, can you imagine what was going on for them? I, I can't. Yeah. Like, when you're 12, do you, are you getting erections? Yes. <laughs> Men in the audience, can you verify? Is that happening? On a regular bit? Clap if that's happening. <laughs> Slap your erect penises against your thighs <laughs> if you were getting erections at 12. Okay, so you are. Holy shit. I mean, because anything will set that off at that point, right? I mean, it's like not even necessarily, right? I, this is what I know about young men with erections. It's like not even, it's like it could just be, you know, you're just like, oh, a rabbit, like whatever. You're not even into the rabbit. 
but the rabbit reminds you of how rabbits have, you know, or whatever, you know, you're just like, that looks like a woman's boob, you know, just like anything, you know? Yeah. Rabbits have a lot of double-ended dildos. Right. Right. (laughs) I just imagine those guys were just like, I mean, they came in their pants, right? I mean, I think, yeah. I didn't check. No, I didn't want you to check. (laughs) I just mean, I think that's, we can agree that's what happened. Probably. Wow. Just want you guys to know this is a highly rehearsed act that we're doing right now. I know all the answers <laughs> to these questions. I'm just feigning confusion. Man. Well, I guess the final thing I'll say about this is like, gosh. <laughs> just thinking about, I mean, this is so much raunchier than we usually do, but I'm like kind of loving it. Yeah, just thinking about coming in pants. Like how much dudes have to deal with that when they're, in their te- when they're teenagers. Like, teenage dudes have to deal with that a lot. Because your pants are just on, then you make out a little bit, whoops, and then your mom has to pick you up. I was going to say, I think it's probably mostly their moms that have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And you just have to be like, nope, nothing, what? (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, no. That's tough. Just boxer shorts just standing up in their (laughs) bedroom. Their mom. The boxer shorts, I'll I'll show myself to the washer. I'll (laughs) just get out of here. Rhea, known for her standing boxer short impression. <laughs> That's the flap waving. Because I feel like, well, wait, so I feel like this is, so I had a boyfriend that once, and this is right at this time, too. I had a boyfriend that I went to a movie with, and he, I'm just thinking about all of this, like moms washing kids' boyfriend, you know, just boxers. And I had a boyfriend that I went to a movie with, and he had two cheeseburgers that he wanted to bring to the movie, and, but he couldn't bring them in a bag because they wouldn't let him. So he went like around the corner, and then he stuffed them in his underwear. And then we went into the movie, and then we sat down, and then he was like, they're loose! Like the, they were like McDonald's cheeseburgers, and they'd gotten out of the wrapper, and were just around in his pants. I still think we watched Speed or whatever we were there to see. You just left it in? He just was like, well, you're, an, you're a teenage boy. Like, you just can't believe you're at a movie. Like, of course you just leave it in. I mean, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, can you imagine? But I'm, I'm just imagining his mom that night when he takes off those and he, she, he puts, and then she's like, well, literally what the fuck now? <laughs> like that other stuff was crazy, but this appears to be tiny diced onions. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, now this final act, it is such a treat to have her on the show. <laughs> she lives in L.A., but she's such a busy girl. We've never had her on the show, and it's awesome that she's doing the show here in San Francisco for the first time. Are you ready for your final comic tonight? <laughs> awesome comic. So happy to have her. Let's hear it right now for Morgan Murphy, guys. Give it up for Morgan. Yay. Come on. Come stand right here. Hey, what's um, up? We're, well, just nothing. Being cool, walking down the street, yeah. interviewing you on the street, Morgan Murphy. Yeah. Y- you were great. I like that stuff. Uh, How much of that is new? Um, everything but one joke. Like the last thing that you ended on because you said that was an older story? Yeah, that was an older story. Um, I love that stuff. Uh, thank you. Have you... Because you had a... I'm just going to come sit next to you. Oh, we'll yeah. just, or actually, I'll just do this. Because yeah. you had a special come out this year. Yes. That our friend Bob directed. Yes. And how 
are you doing coming back from burning that material? I only ask because that's like a wild position to be in, right? Anytime you put out something, yes. then you're like, oh, now I need to make new stuff. Yeah, well, I'm in like a different position than, I mean, I'm not on like on the road generating new material all the right. time. So it was, it was basically like recording that special then going back to work at my writing job. So the new stuff is coming slowly, but, um, you know, I mean, I don't, I, know. I don't know how you write in LA, like in terms of, uh, yeah. in terms of material, it's a tough spot to do that. Cause it's, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's a great place to have a, it's a good place day job, to have a job, job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, you don't have the social interactions that normally create material, mm -hmm. but, um, that's why I never create new material. <laughs> no, uh, once in a while, but it's like it's just very difficult, and it's very difficult when you're not on the road, and that's that's not my path. So yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like I'd have more by now if I was just out there generating stuff all the time. But I have to like write for other people. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, or not? I don't know. I mean, you're. It is. Do you like your writing job? Do you like your I, day writing I do. job? I do. I like writing. I like doing it. Like, I feel like people always assume, like, you're taking a paycheck, but I go, like, I, I just, it suits me a little bit more. I don't think I could go on the road by myself and live that way. I mean, it's a, it's a, like, moderately non-adult way to live, yeah. to be on the road, <laughs> because you can't, like have some great roots or have pals or hang yeah, out and, and have I like just, things in your fridge. Yeah. I'm so bad at like putting two and two together sometimes. Like I need like a structure around me or I just fail epically. So it's a job is good for me in, in so many ways. And I only, I, I work on two broke girls three days a week. So I have a very nice four day vacation oh, that's most great. weeks, you know, yeah. which is, which is good. So I can come do this stuff, but well, people should watch your special, which is on Netflix. Yeah. To see your stuff. That's right. Yeah. I do jokes in that. Not, I, it's not like this. No, this is just chatting. This what if it was just chatting. an hour of chatting? <laughs> just an hour of like well edited chats. <laughs> no, but thank you for doing the show. Oh, buddy. thank you for yeah. having me. Come back and do it in LA sometime. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Murphy, you guys. Morgan <laughs> yes. Murphy, you guys. She is hilarious. Hey, thank you guys so much for being with us here tonight. I hope you're seeing lots of other stuff uh, at the festival, but let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight on this show. Yes. Also, that's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. You can listen to the show as a podcast. You can come see us every Tuesday night in L.A. at the UCB Theater when you go down south and visit. See you guys then. Take care. Have a good night. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.